DDCO at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Sokowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. Today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to be talking about players who ended their career randomly with uh, a team for a single season. So there's some surprises in there, some guys you never thought played for that team, some real head scratchers. But first, this is episode number 112, which means that we're going to do our 2012 Major League debuts. Jeremy, who did you have for 2012? Um, well, Jack, I got um, I got uh, there were two names that kind of uh, jumped out to me. One uh, is a technicality, but um, so I'm gonna pick uh, this one real, real quick. I could just kind of run through this real quick. Um, but uh, I have a guy named Jay Chapman. Jack, Jay do you remember? Cha- Okay, no, I I don't remember Jay Chapman. This isn't ringing a bell. Yeah, J-A-Y-E Chapman. Uh, He was um, on the Cubs. He was drafted by the Braves. And actually, I think they might have acquired him. Let me see if I can. It's always hard to find transactions for, for like, (laughs) for bums, basically. (laughs) Um, I kind of want to. I think he was maybe acquired in one of those trades with the Braves. Um, Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, But, um he pitched only one season in the majors mm-hmm. uh, with the Cubs, um, and he, I think he kind of he pitched in fourteen games. I can't remember exactly when he came up, but he pitched in twenty twelve for the twenty twelve Cubs, um, and uh, he had um, came out of the bullpen. He finished five games, no saves. Uh, had a three seventy five ERA, uh, twelve Ks and in twelve innings. Um, 1.5 wa- uh, whip, so not that's not too great, but um, that was it. Never um, made it back to the the Cubs, and you'd have to think that in 2013 they probably could have used, a, you know, a somewhat decent bullpen arm. He was 25 at that time when he debuted. Um, but uh, there's a picture of him on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays on his Baseball Reference. So I think he like, um, you know, I think he. He bounced around a little bit after the Cubs, but um, yeah, just uh, a guy who um, uh, I thought like you know maybe could be okay for the Cubs, like from from that little glimpse we saw that that fourteen game stretch in twenty twelve, but uh, it was not meant to be. And uh, yeah, he had, he was like it looks like he was in the Brewers organiza- uh, system, and then the uh, Rays, and then the Rangers, and then then uh, that was as recent as twenty seventeen, but. Uh, yeah, nothing since 2017. So my guess is that he's out of baseball at this point. Yeah, you know, his, his ERA with that, that Brewers minor league season uh, in 2015 wasn't bad. He pitched uh, 64 and two-thirds innings, and he had a 2.37 ERA. Even the next season, uh, split between the Rays and Brewers minor league systems, he had a 4.02 ERA. So the guy doesn't seem like he was that bad. He has no stats for 2014 listed. So it seems like maybe he got hurt or had TJ or just was playing in a, a different country. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, it is kind of bizarre, Jeremy, that the guy, uh, you know, he he, he, came, uh, he came up with the Cubs. He didn't do too bad. And, uh, you know, he never got another shot at the majors. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he actually played in the Atlantic League, Jack, in 2014. Okay. Um, so that's that, that independent league. Uh, where where baseball players go to die, kind of, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting um, there, but uh, so so Jay Chapman, just a name that uh, just I remember as a as a Cubs fan of the uh, early 
teens uh, decade. Um, but uh, Jack, I also saw that Scott Van Slyke debuted mm-hmm. uh, in 2012. And uh, I don't really want to talk about Scott Van Slyke because I don't really give a shit about Scott Van Slyke. Sure. Um, but I had a really funny, you know, his. OK, so his dad was Andy Van Slyke. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a funny story uh, that I really haven't heard anywhere else except for um, on uh, MLB Network. So when MLB Network started, they would do like they would show like, you know, like. Um, you know, uh, historic games or whatever, and they would bring in like three guys from the game, uh, usually one guy from each team, and then like a third, just random guy, or maybe just a second teammate. Um, and uh, they they showed the uh, 1992 NLCS Game Seven, uh, Pirates and Braves, the one that ended with the slide at home plate uh, with Sid Bream. Um, so you know the Braves beat the the Pirates that game. Um. And uh, it was on like a walk-off single, um, I think in the ninth inning, um, bottom of the ninth, uh, uh, but uh, is he in the ninth or tenth or whatever? But um, uh, so Andy Van Slyke was um, on, was playing like center field, I believe, and Barry Bonds was playing left field. Um, I think that was how it was. How it was uh, for for the Bream play? Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was Bonds was in left field. Yes. Yep. Okay. So. Um, uh, Andy Van Slyke was on like in studio talking about the game and he talked about that play and he talked, he, he told, he talked about, he told the story that happened before that play. Um, and I've never really heard it anywhere else. And I actually just Googled it right now to make sure I remembered it correctly. And it's, it's referenced in this, um, uh, SI article, I guess. But, um, so right before, so the guy at bat was this guy, Francisco Cabrera. I think he was like a backup catcher. Maybe never really did anything, but, um, uh, Vance like uh like before like before the at bat he looked over to Barry Bonds and he told him to like move in um like and move into like the and to his like left or something mm-hmm. just motion to him and Bonds turned around and and flicked him off wow <laughs> he, just, he just gave him the middle finger and then then Cabrera hits the ball and it went exactly in the spot where Vance like told Bonds to move and you know that was obviously that was like a bang bang play like you know, a matter of inches. So if Bonds was just anywhere closer to the ball, they probably would have got Bream at home plate. And uh, so, you know, I suppose it's probably easy to have like a little revisionist history for Van Slyke. And at this point, anyone could probably throw Barry Bonds under the, the bus and be believed because Bonds is a, you know, uh, as well established piece of crap uh, as we've, <laughs> as I've kind of gone off on. Um, but I thought it was a funny story and a, a, a brilliant, like, uh, example of what how much of an asshole Barry Bonds was even before the whole steroids thing um, so uh, it's kind of a funny story that I don't hear too much about Jack had you ever heard that story you know no I you may you may have mentioned it once uh, off okay. the air um, yeah but I had never heard it anywhere else you know people say that Bonds was a Hall of Famer even during his time with the Pirates like he was tracking to be one but I guess he was yeah he was also a Hall of Fame asshole with the <laughs> yes. Pirates as well absolutely yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good one, Jeremy. I did see Scott Van Slyke on that list too. I remember we were at a Cubs game where uh, we were sitting in left field and like Scott Van Slyke got a an outfield assist. He threw somebody out at second base. So mm. that's my Scott Van Slyke story. Uh, that was when he was with the Dodgers. Um, yep. Yeah, my uh, my guy, Jeremy, is none other than Tyler Cloyd. Oh yeah, all right. Very yeah, nice. Tyler. Good guys. Yeah, so Tyler Cloyd. Um, you know, he he debuted in 2012. For the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, yeah. made it, you know, f- pitched a couple parts of other seasons, made it all the way up to 2018, 
where in May of 2018, he became rain delay theater roadkill. Um, <laughs> he pitched in a game and just got absolutely uh, crushed by the Cubs uh, when he was pitching for the Marlins. Uh, Jeremy, at one point, implored him to wear it after, uh, after somebody hit a home run off of him. So Jer- <laughs> Jeremy was all fired up. He was giving, he was giving Tyler Cloyd a tough time. But, uh, yeah, yeah so, so that just kind of stood out to me. Um, we, mentioned, uh, we mentioned Tyler Cloyd a long time ago. Never yeah. really brought him up after that. And, I believe uh, it you was know. probably the single digits uh, episode. It was, yeah. I want to say it was episode two or three. So yeah. uh, uh, here, you know, he comes back to, to haunt us uh, all, these, uh, all these episodes later. So I had to, I had to throw it in there um, yeah. because he's, he's an important part of the Rain Delay Theater narrative. <laughs> he is. He'll always be linked, uh, you know, will, or will always be linked to him, I, su- I should say. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and he, t- he took an 866 ERA that year, Jack. Um, yeah, yeah, most of those runs were given up in that outing we saw, I think. Um, yeah, Tyler Cloyd played, uh, debuted with Philadelphia, played parts of two seasons with them, 2017 in Seattle, uh, 2018 in Miami, and at age 31, uh, he's he's done as as MacGruber as MacGruber would say he uh, you know you ever see the movie MacGruber Jeremy I haven't actually yeah yeah he goes at like some guy uh, some guy dies and MacGruber says what the guy's name is he's like uh, he's like yeah Joe Smith dead at the age of who gives a fuck and like that's <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about Tyler Cloyd I guess well yeah sure that's pretty that's pretty extreme but but yeah, yeah like <laughs> but hey why why start pulling punches now on rain delay theater we're you know we're coming up on our three-year anniversary so right yes yes we are we are <laughs> um so jeremy we uh, we both kind of saw something uh funny walking down the street or i saw something funny walking down the street i don't know where you were but uh yeah, you right. mentioned you had a little funny little story well i was out today jack and so it's a <clears throat> it was a beautiful day in in uh chicago uh today and, um, yeah, you know, spring is upon us and, uh, people are out and stuff. I, um, I was driving, I was running some, er- some errands and, um, I was driving, uh, and I, I passed a, a car, uh, that had a vanity plate that said F chance. And, um, uh, my first thought was like, you know, is that a, um, Frank chance rent, uh, reference? Like, uh, so Frank chance, the, um, uh, first baseman of the Cubs, um, in like the, in the early early teens uh Tink, as, tinker to tailor to chance what uh, not, tinker <laughs> yeah yeah soldier spy t- yeah um, tinker t- and that's yeah what what was the t- who, what was the combo tinker to evers to chance tinker to ever tinker to tailor to chance okay <laughs> right, right yeah. all right tinker to, to, to evers to chance. perfect um, you know yeah go ahead well just well yeah and so i actually you know interestingly enough i i, I, I it we found out now that it's pronounced evers i guess but uh okay we we didn't know that before i don't know 2015 or something but uh <laughs> but anyway so so it just said like f space chance and uh i was you know i'm like hmm maybe he's a frank chance fan and then i was like does he mean like fuck chance like like and like so he's just like he's not like um like i don't know like he's like um not uh like he's he's uh this guy was a believer in like uh predetermination or something like there's no such thing as chance or whatever. It's like, well, what about Chance the rapper? I, I there's that too. It could be like a you know a, a hip hop feud or something. Chance is <laughs> a local here to Chicago, and he chose to um, you know maybe maybe in a new way to like you know avoid violence. He just is like putting it on his vanity plate. There could be that sure. as well. But yeah, um, it's just kind of funny to be just just be have a license plate that just says like like you know you think of Chance and you think of like 
hopefulness and you know maybe like uh optimism and stuff and he's just like no fuck chance like, <laughs> you buy your success or something like that so i was like that's pretty harsh um but um uh so there's that i also on that same trip i ended up going to like target and i, I did yeah. a little drive up uh, uh pickup uh for some 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 supplies some groceries and uh i also saw like a woman uh like an older lady she kind of looked like a nun uh, like just like an older lady with like a big long dress. I don't know. She, it, it rang none to me. I'm, I, I'm a Catholic school graduate, but, um, uh, she was wearing a, um, like a flesh colored, uh, face mask. <laughs> and it was, it was like alarming. Like oh, it Jesus. looked like she didn't have a, a face. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird of all the, like, you know, face masks that are out there these days. I, I really, I haven't seen a, like a flesh colored one yet. And it was, it was very weird. Um, and yeah, like through her car window, through my car window, uh, it looked like, you know, she like, yeah, was the, the woman with no face or whatever. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I guess the idea behind a flesh colored mask would be to make it look like you aren't wearing a mask, but yeah, it just, it kind of takes away your whole face. Um, put some lipstick on that mask or yeah, something. Just, yeah. Right. You know, right. Um, yeah. I'm jarring. still, Still thinking about uh, F Chance. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe, he, maybe this guy didn't like uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's character in Hard Target, uh, whose name is Chance. Okay. Uh, his, his name is Chance Boutreau. Uh, at one point, <laughs> another one of the characters asks him, uh, "You know, how'd you get your? Why didn't your mom name you?" Or they ask him, "Why? Yeah, why is your name Chance?" And Jean Claude Van Damme says, "My mama took one." Uh, so there, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme characters always have to have an American first name and a French last name. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, Jeremy. Maybe uh, maybe it was Sister Jean you saw driving around. Well, uh, yeah, uh, this past weekend, uh, Loyola beat uh, Illinois, which means Sister Jean is going to have to leave her bubble again uh, next weekend, which is just, the, uh, it's it's alarming. It's like this lady, <laughs> uh, this lady should be batting down the hatches and uh, really uh, just you know, directing all ties to God to just get through this pandemic. And, uh, they're going to, they're going to bring her back to Indiana, uh, for, for next (laughs) weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of scary. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see how the Loyola Ramblers, uh, end up doing next week, uh, uh, in their next games. But, uh, yeah, I had one funny observation, uh, to Jeremy, yeah. So I was walking east on Montrose, uh, and I, I had approached Ravenswood, so I was at Montrose and Ravenswood walking east, so I was just past Margie's ice cream. Uh, Jeremy and I live in the same hood. So anyway, uh, there were these two guys, and they were on... He, so you know those bikes, Jeremy, that, like, they're not motorcycles, but they're not bikes? They're like mo- they're almost like motorized bikes. Yeah, like an electric bike or something, yeah, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like an electric bike, and they almost, they sound like really low-rent, uh, they sound like mopeds or low-rent low rent, uh, motorcycles. So anyway, these two guys oh, okay. were driving these, and they were, you know, they were about our age, um, you know, uh, and but they just looked like a couple of clowns. And the thing is, so only one of these guys, like his bike worked, like his the engine or whatever, and it worked. And the other guy... These bikes were attached by, like, a bungee cord, and oh, the guy whose bike worked was pulling the other guy. <laughs> and like the, from, yeah. from, like, ahead? Like, were they, like, in a row, or were they side by side? No, the the guy whose bike worked uh, was ahead of the guy, of the other guy. And so okay, he was, like, okay. he was, like, you know, tow, he was towing this towing. guy or he yeah, was ser- yeah, yeah. serving as, like, a tugboat. But, like, the guys, like, didn't seem particularly, like, alarmed. They were almost like they thought it was like funny or something that they were doing it. 
And then so they were going, uh, uh, so they were headed south on Ravenswood, um, and they were crossing the street, they were crossing Montrose. And uh, so Jeremy, as you know, when you when you're going south on Ravenswood and you hit Montrose, there's almost like it. It almost like goes uh, almost like a hill, and like oh, the road kind of big... yeah. There's a dip, yeah. Yeah, there's like a dip, and so the road the road kind of if you're heading south that way on Ravenswood, you you know you have to go uphill a little bit, and so the uh, excuse me, these guys go uphill, and uh, the guy the guy who's being towed just completely wipes out. Like I don't know what happened. But, uh, like, the other bike must have taken some kind of turn or just going uphill threw it out, like, threw, threw them off. And the guy who was being towed, who, again, he looked like Silent Bob or something, you know, like Kevin Smith's character. These guys just look like a couple of clowns. Uh-huh. And so this dude wipes out right in front of me. And, like, you know, the bike, it, it was kind of a nasty fall. And, and he's just like, oh! <laughs> uh, oh! And so, like the like it was me and then like this family who was like sitting on the curb uh eating ice cream it was like a mom dad and a little kid you know because <laughs> the margie's was kind of hopping because it was nice outside and so like you know this guy is just on the ground he's like oh <laughs> and I, I i was like like should i should i help but like i don't know what i can do he doesn't look seriously injured and sure. the the most i'm gonna do is just be like hey is everybody okay which i guess <laughs> you're kind of obligated to do in that situation. But um, at the same time, I was thinking it's so stupid that these guys are even in this situation. Like, what were they doing? Why was this, why were the, why was he towing him? Um, uh, And so I just like, I stayed, I stood there for what I deemed was an appropriate amount of time. And then then I saw the dude get up like, you know, and he's just like, yeah, I guess I must've just swerved wrong or something. And then like, I just kept walking. So I didn't actually help. But it was, uh, I, I wish you would have been there, Jeremy, because it was pretty funny, like, looking back <laughs> on it. Um, did you say how old these guys were, Jack? Yeah, I mean, so they were probably 30, 35, somewhere around there. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so okay, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of, like, so this sounds like it was a actually like a motorized bike or something, not like an, an e-bike, like, and yeah, I, like, no, so it this had was like a motorized it was a motorized bike like you okay. could hear you could hear the motor in it have you ever seen those i i have yeah yeah i yeah. think i've seen those around yeah which is uh-huh. is weird because it's like it's like it's yeah you're, you're okay so it's yeah it's not a moped because that would actually like seem to kind of make sense right this is like just like a bike it's like hey i have a bike but uh i don't know i don't like <laughs> pedaling it isn't enough for me i want to put a motor on it um but i also don't want a car or a yeah, a moped. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that sounds like some like that doesn't sound like s- stuff that you should be seeing in Chicago or like in the year twenty twenty one. Like that sounds like some like eighties like or like some seventies like uh, you know I don't know like Rust Belt like like I don't know like in like uh, Oklahoma sort of thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's 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 just a bizarre visual. Yeah. Uh, and I. I just- I, I don't get why and and the the attitude the attitude of the two guys before the wipeout it was that there was no you know when somebody's being towed or something it's it's kind of a solemn situation you know it's it's like ah man like my car you know is fucked up or in this guy's case my bike is fucked up but these guys just look like they were doing it for fun like they were having a well, good time yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean um thirty thirty to thirty five I kind of feel like they. Well, yeah, I was gonna say they might have missed like the the jackass generation, but maybe they were, 
Maybe they're, you know, I, I'm like, were they filming this for for TikTok or something? It seems like now, if you see someone doing something weird on the street, it's like they're they're on TikTok or something. But yeah, uh, yeah, um, that's a that's a weird one, Jack. And that's, I mean, yeah, I guess you got to stick around. But like, I would be, I, I would be, yeah, I would, I would just be mortified if not mortified, like, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just like pissed if they fell in front of me and I had to like, it was then like expected of me to like show some concern or something i would i would have just been like man like i don't got time for this like get me no, out of here uh yeah it was um and, and you know the most i can do is like call an ambulance and you know i i would assume that these guys have cell phones anyway and the family saw too actually the main reason i stood and watched was because that family was right there too and i was like I don't want to. I don't want this family to like think I'm a bad person. Just keep walking. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I have no clue who that family is. They're never. I'm never gonna see them again. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just love. Ah, <laughs> ah. Um, okay, so the uh, la- last episode we talked about how I wanted uh, Marquette coach Steve Wojciechowski to yeah, get fired. There was a Should- little bit of the ah from you, Jack, last yes. episode. Yes, there was. There was. Uh, and now there's some from Wojo. Actually, yeah. maybe not. Uh, Marquette fired Wojo. Uh, what happened was it was reported that the athletic director called Wojo in. And uh, he said, hey, look, like, you know, Wojo's... So, first of all, Wojo's buyout was $9 million. Um, so, they would have had to pay him $9 million to fire him. So, the athletic director said, hey, look, like, you know, what we want you to do uh, is we want you to fire your assistant coaches and bring in a whole new staff. Um, and if you don't want to do that, then it's we're going to have a different conversation. And Wojo, who knew that he had the $9 million buyout in his back pocket, said, fuck you. I don't want to change anything. I think I'm doing a great job. And so the athletic director said, okay, hold that thought. And he got on the horn to some very generous boosters who ponied up $9 million uh, to fire Wojo. So Wojo got fired. So, you know, Marquette had to burn a big pile of $9 million to be able to get rid of Wojo. But he's gone, Jeremy. He's gone and he's <laughs> never he's never coming back. So I'm I'm happy about that. This is, yeah. <laughs> they had to pay him $9 million, though. That's sickening. That's just, that's, you know, he didn't deserve it. That's just absolutely sickening. But he's gone now. It's possible that Marquette's going to hire Porter Moser. But, uh, you know, who knows? By the time this episode drops, he'll probably have hired their coach, and that's going to be old news, too. He, Wojo was actually fired the day. Uh, 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 it was between when we recorded and when the when the episode dropped. Yeah, which was a one day a one day uh, lag. Um, yeah. But so it'll be interesting <clears throat> to see. But hey, maybe the uh, I was gonna joke about maybe the athletic director listened to our podcast, but uh, no, no dice. <laughs> he uh, he was fired before it was released. Um, well, okay. So with with um, Loyola moving on to the second weekend um, coming up here, uh, would they would they hire? Would would I don't feel like a coach it's kind of like with the world series or something, right? Like they, like if you're hiring a coach, like a bench coach from a world series team, they, it's not usually announced until the team is out of the playoffs or the, the world series is over. Right. So, yeah. So they, they, um, they would never announce that, uh, Moser was hired at Marquette until, uh, Loyola got knocked off. Uh, yeah. One, I mean, the main reason for that being, it would just completely kill, uh, Loyola, like the, the player spirit on Loyola. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but the more, I, I don't particularly want it to be Porter Moser. I, you know, I don't really trust that he, uh, you know, he's going to be the guy that could, could get the job done, but, uh, the, the more time that goes by without them having hired a coach 
and Loyola's still in it, the more I think that maybe he's going to be their coach. But, yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, and, you know, Jack's Marquette fandom. Uh, and we'll see where uh, we'll see we'll see where that goes. Uh, Jeremy, there was a uh, who, who an interesting uh, drug bust by the uh, by a Cubs prospect was arrested well, with. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a talk of baseball right now. I feel Jack, uh, like um, yeah. So of course, like over this uh, past weekend, um, you know, it's happened a couple of days ago at this point. But um, uh, Cubs pitcher Jesus Camargo. Uh, was uh, was was arrested um, in Arizona, or I guess was he arrested in Colorado? Or yeah, Arizona? he was. He said he was arrested in Vail, Colorado. All right, so yeah, he was arrested with um, a, a Cubs uh, branded, uh, you know, duffel bag, like uh, the kind of bag that you know players are issued uh, to put their their um, their clothing and their their uh, equipment in. Uh, he had twenty one pounds of meth. And uh, for good measure, he had 1.2 pounds of, of oxycodone too. So, um, so yeah. But uh, um, yeah, the story is is pretty interesting. Um, uh, and you know, there's there's pictures out there. I'm sure everyone has seen them at this point of like the 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 baggies, like the little bundles, like you know, stacked up and stuff. And you know, we're talking about like some Breaking Bad shit here. But um, uh, um, he was in a he was pulled over. He was pulled over, um, like for uh, speeding and uh, drifting lanes, which is just so crazy because it's like, um, I'm not trying to say like you know I'm I'm sorry that he got away with it, but it's like what a bonehead! It's just like you you're driving with that much like, um, you know, illegal drugs in your car, and you're like you're not driving completely. I mean, listen, I I'm again I'm ascribing like common sense to someone who who's uh you know some sort of like drug. <laughs> uh trafficker basically um so you know i probably wasn't thinking straight but um but yeah like if he just would have driven like the speed limit and stayed in his lane he would be uh you know probably collecting uh whatever his cut of all of this was um but he was in the car with two passengers they don't say if they were cubs players so i I assume they probably weren't Mm -hmm. um they said the the passengers weren't uh, aware of the drugs uh one of the funny stories in here well so then like he had. They found one bag uh, that had cologne and one thousand dollars in a rubber band, um, and then his Cubs duffel bag. And he said that his like equipment was in there, uh, but when they opened it, they found the drugs. Um, it's kind of funny. They say that the they they give the name of the the the, the drug sniffing dog Zane. Yeah, Zane, a <laughs> uh, canine named Zane. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty a heroic heroic dog there. Yeah, so um, it makes me think of Zane Smith, uh, P- uh, Braves and uh, Pirates pitcher from the from the eighties, but uh, um, and maybe uh, maybe Billy, exposed to yeah, Billy Zane, Billy Zane, sure, yeah, um, but um, but yeah, so and then it says um, that yeah, he said that he was offered five hundred dollars to deliver the bag to Denver, but didn't. Oh, and he said that he he knew that there were drugs in there. I guess um, he admitted that he he knew that there were drugs in there. Um, but like it was in a Cubs bag, like it was, I, as far as I can tell, like from the pictures. So like, it's like that, that story right there, I feel like doesn't check out. We don't even need to really like, you know, mince, mince the, the details here. It's like, I don't think the guy in Mexico had a Cubs duffel bag either. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's strange, Jeremy. Um, you know, yeah. So they said they found that uh, little white bag with cologne and a thousand dollars in it. I, I was wondering 
yeah, does this Camargo guy, does he put the cologne on his neck or his <laughs> wrist? I don't know. Um, yeah, well, that would be a, that would be the true case because if he if he does it like um like uh you know friend of the podcast Ben Perkins does, I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my old way of doing it on my wrists because I don't want to be associated with this scum. <laughs> um, yeah, another thing. Yeah, they, they, so they mentioned that the cartel paid him five hundred dollars to deliver these drugs to Denver. Right. That's a small. That's that's nothing, man. This guy doesn't must not have any concept of money. Like if if I was gonna drive, you know, uh, twenty pounds of drugs, yeah. a- across states, I would demand. I, I mean, I wouldn't do it because I would be so afraid of getting caught. But you know, I would demand thousands of dollars. I mean, well, you're, you're talking twenty yeah. pounds of meth. These guys are going to make like a million dollars off of this. They're paying this guy five hundred bucks to I, take I it across states. I wouldn't deliver anything for five hundred dollars, like no. across state. Like it's like, what are you talking about? Like, go the post office is right down the street. Go there. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not even delivering like you know, like whatever, like. Uh, you know, a a a a dresser or whatever, like for five hundred. Forget that. That's crazy. No, and so you know, now for five hundred dollars, like they caught this guy and they're gonna throw the book at him, and they're pro- they're probably gonna try to get him to flip somebody. Um, right. You know. So uh, so yeah, it seems like a bad situation all the way around. The cut the Cubs have had kind of a bad off season. There was that one. <laughs> there was that one pitching coach who like murdered his girlfriend and then killed himself. You remember sure. that one? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- yeah. Sure. Charlie Hager. I feel like that one should should be attributed to the White Sox. I I, I know Charlie <laughs> Hager more as a White Sox, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's that is true that that happened. Um, yeah, and this guy, so this guy Jesus Camargo, like he was on, you know, obviously no one played last year. His the last team he was on was High A Myrtle Beach in 2019. Jack, we missed him by one year. He played on South Bend in 2018. Um, so you know we could have we could have seen this guy, and honestly, his numbers don't look that bad. It's like. It's um, you know, not great for the for the Cubs uh, farm system, which is already you know, you know, not one of the best ones. No, and you know he is 25, but you figure in 2019, if he was in high A, he would have been about 23. So yeah. that's not super old. It's pretty old for high A, but maybe he was you know gonna, gonna figure it out and be in the majors in a couple of years. I don't think that's um, you know, out of out of the question. So yeah, yeah Jeremy, let's hope let's hope that maybe. Uh, you know he can get himself a good lawyer and be back, uh, be back in the Cubs system this year. Yeah, beat this rap. Like uh, talk about, you know, he looks like um, looks like he was a starting pitcher, but um, I mean, if he can get out of this jam, I mean, the Cubs might have found their new closer. I would say. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, put him put him and Matt Bush on the same pitching staff. You know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Um, well, Matt Bush did go to jail. I think. Right. So. He, uh, I think he did. I think he did. Yeah. Just yeah. have an entire team of ex cons. Yeah, right, um, right there. Then that would make that would make Camargo more qualified just for getting out of the jam, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, that's uh, you know, yeah. Again, yeah, another great Cubs story um, to, <laughs> to, to share. Um, and uh, I don't know, like uh, you know, I hope um, you know what would be interesting is if he does beat the rap or something, and he he has to flip. So then, like, they have to put him in witness protection, but then he's still, like, on the Cubs, and he just has to change his name, like, for a different reason. So it's, like, now pitching for the Cubs, John Smith. And it's, like, yeah. it's him, like, wearing, like, dark glasses and, like, a fake mustache or something. Yeah, yeah, he can change his name to Fausto Carmona. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeremy, you texted me yesterday about uh, the – did you watch the Vandy game where Jack Leiter pitched a no-hitter? I only saw uh, this from the sixth inning on. But, but yeah, uh, Jack Leiter, uh, number two starter in the rotation for uh, Vanderbilt, um, uh, threw a no-hitter. Uh, you know, uh, 
over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's pretty impressive. It seems like the guy's, I don't know if he was considered a big-time prospect out of high school, but it seems like he's gotten himself to be a uh, top-five pick in the yeah. MLB. I mean, yeah, he, I think so. I mean, he, he was one of those guys where, like, um, uh, he he heard his draft. You know, he made it clear to, to the MLB that um, he was, you know, he wanted to go to college. So uh-huh. I don't think he got drafted at all. And, yeah, went to Vanderbilt. I mean, who, who can blame him at that point? Um, seems like it's going to work out for him. Um, the only issue is that he's his teammate, Kumar Rocker, is, like, just as good and also threw a no-hitter um, as a freshman. Um, a couple years ago with Vanderbilt. So, um, you know, it's uh, just an old-fashioned, like, you know, like battle between teammates to see who's going to end up being the first pick. At this point, I have to say, like, there's a there's a kid from, like, um, UCLA, like a shortstop or something that I think is in the conversation for the first pick. But at this point, I feel like it's got to be either Rocker or Lighter. Um, just we hope that they stay healthy. But, um, but yeah, of course, you know, we saw – we saw Jack Leiter, um, the 2018 Under Armour game, uh, actually was like the best pitcher of the night, like struck out the side, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, uh, uh, I, I, his dad yelled at me. <laughs> yes, he did. He did. Yeah. Jeremy was, Jeremy hounded him for an autograph and he, uh, you got it though, Jeremy, right? You got I that did, autograph. I did get it. I did get it. So, um, that's one thing. Um, and, uh, I did end up getting a Jack Leiter autograph. So I got one of those in my system, in my, uh, in my collection. So, mm-hmm. You know, excited to see what what that value balloons up to. I might throw it up on uh, eBay for some crazy price and see what happens. But uh, uh-huh. uh, otherwise, I want to hold on to that thing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Well, that's a good one, Jeremy. Remember, guys, you heard about Jack Leiter uh, here first on the podcast when we when we did that futures game episode. Um, yeah, we got to try to get back to one of those if they come back to Chicago. We saw some we saw some cool guys there. We saw Bobby Wall. Um, it was it was good Bobby stuff. Witt. Yeah, Bobby Witt. Did I say Bobby Wall? Is Bobby yeah. Wall a player? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or a racer or something. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I want to say he was like a relief pitcher or something. All right, I got to look up Bobby Wall real quick here. Bobby Wall. I was yeah, thinking, I yeah, there it is. There it is. Bobby Wall. Oh, Christ, he's on the fucking Brewers. He was on them uh, On them this year. He was on them in 2020. He's probably going to be on the – yeah, he's, he's, he's on the team. He's listed – baseball reference lists him being in the majors. Okay, well – oh, and today's his birthday. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. They were so, recording this. Is his yeah. Birthday. yeah. There, there, there you go. Uh, Bobby Wall. Happy birthday, Bobby Wall. Okay. <laughs> what a happy accident. All right, so, Jeremy, let's get, uh, let's get into our uh, topic here. Yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, I mean – so, Jack, I don't – first of all, I don't know how to phrase this. I think you did, you did the best you could with, uh-huh. uh, like, kind of phrasing this. But it's like, guys – it's like um, longtime guys who ended on a weird team, basically. Um, so, um, you know, I, we could throw some examples out there. But, um, you know, spring training is coming to a close here. The baseball season is, is going to be starting soon. And, um, you know, guys, uh, sometimes this happens. Sometimes they actually play for a team. And sometimes guys go to uh, spring training and, like, end their end their career. Um you know, like get, they get cut from spring training and that's how they end their career. Um, one, one example of that I have is Kevin Millar, mm-hmm. um, from the, uh, you know, I think I, I, I feel like people would probably think of him as a Red Sox. He, he did play with the Orioles after that, but he ended, he ended up getting signed as a non-roster invitee by the Cubs and then ended up getting cut and retiring. Um, so that one is a, that one's an asterisk because you never got major league time as a, as a Chicago Cub, but, um, yeah, like uh, you know, like we talked about, I feel like a couple of uh, 
at some point recently, like we talked about Manny Ramirez, like ended his career as a Tampa Bay Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, another technicality because he, he was in the Cubs system, but uh, his last major league appearance, he played in like what, like 12 games with the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. It was something some he had point. like seven, 17 at bats with them or something, something like that. What's odd is that I, re- I remember that. I remember when he was playing on the Rays, he was only on him for about a week, but he was making all the headlines. Yeah, it was for some reason that one was one of the more notable ones. Um, I don't know why it was back in 2011, so uh, time has passed since then. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that's that's an interesting one, and uh, yeah. So 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 we uh, we we all kind of like we both pulled some some names, and we're just gonna kind of run through them. Uh, it's kind of fun to kind of drop these, I think, on the other guy just to see if they if if the other guys remember that. I feel like. Jack, you did see a sneak preview of my list, so maybe these, some of these you saw, but um, mm. some of them just totally blew my mind a little bit. So, um, so yeah, so I think we got some good stuff here. Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. Um, I'll just give you my first one real quick here, just to kind of set the uh, set the bar. Uh, we, we've talked about this a little bit too, but Dale Murphy is my first uh, one. Yeah, yeah and we, we talked about him when we did the '93 uh, Rockies and episode and Marlins. Uh, yeah, in 1993, Dale Murphy ended his career with the Colorado Rockies, which is just flat out bizarre. He hit, he did not hit any home runs with the Rockies. He hit 143 and 42 at bats, and he was just, he was done. He was 37 years old. But yeah, whenever I think of Dale Murphy, obviously I think of him on the Braves. He did play a couple years for the Phillies, but just very bizarre that he ended his career with the Colorado <laughs> Rockies. I, I think I actually even forgot again that he was on the Rockies. So, <laughs> so that's cool. And I have to say, like, yeah, I, I suppose that if. If you go to Colorado, if you're like formerly like known as like you know a pretty decent power hitter, and you go to the Rockies and you don't hit any homers in 26 games, it's like yeah, maybe it is time to retire. Yeah, and he he had 398 home runs for his career, Jeremy. He just needed to hit two home uh, runs with the Rockies, and he, he couldn't he couldn't do it. D- Dale Murphy's bummer. actually a borderline Hall of Fame case, I think. He's he he won yeah. two MVP awards. Uh, he hit 398 career home runs. He had 265 for his career, which isn't that great. But, um, uh, you know, he, he would walk a lot, too, most of the time. Uh, he was a good player. Uh, borderline Hall of Fame. He just he doesn't seem like he's really quite got enough, aside from those two MVPs, to get up there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, really good player. Finished his career playing one year with the Rockies. I mean, uh, you know, again, with the uh, – with uh Harold Baines rule, um, I feel like you gotta you gotta let in Dale Murphy. Um just a crazy stretch from like nineteen eighty to nineteen uh like eighty seven, uh and even a little bit beyond that, um, uh, but just made uh almost the all star game almost every year uh from that stretch and uh played in almost every game. Like so yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely a borderline case and I yeah. Maybe throw the the doors open for him. Right, yeah. You can let any Tom, Dick, and Harry in after you let Harold Maines in. Um, yes. Jeremy, what? Who do you got? Um, all right, I got a, I got an interesting one here, Jack. Do you have any idea? Hopefully, you didn't see my list, but uh, yeah. Do you have any idea where Jim Tomey ended his career? Oh man, was it the Twins? It was not the Twins. Wasn't Jesus the White Sox? Christ. Wasn't, wasn't the, Phillies? the Phillies? Nope. Jack, he was on the Baltimore Orioles at one point. Oh, <laughs> I mean, in his really? Career. Did he end his career with the Orioles? He did, yeah. Yeah, like, could you have, like, you know, like, this is what we're talking about. Like, you know, it's like, if you were on, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And the final question was, like, um, you know, what team did Jim Tomey end his career on? You would lose the million dollars. No, so. I was going to say, Jeremy, like, uh, uh, one time I went to trivia. This was about a year and a half ago. But, you know, they were like, they invited me there because they're like, oh, you'll be our sports guy. 
and a fucking mm-hmm. baseball question came on, and I didn't know I didn't know the goddamn answer oh, to it. No. I felt like a chump. You know, it's That's like rough. the one reason I'm here. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like a you know a kicker missing oh. an extra point. Do you remember the question, Jack? Um, yeah, it was which like which two teams went to the World Series twice in the 2010s and didn't win or something. Oh wait, like hold that. on, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay. Um, in the 2010s, twice and didn't win. Uh, I think the Rangers might have went twice. Uh huh. And um, oh man, uh, not the in the 2010s. Uh, shoot. Um. Yeah, the Rangers and uh, I want to say like the Tigers or the um, could it be the it wasn't like the Yankees or the Cardinals, was it? It might have been the Dodgers. Um, in the 2010s, huh? Uh, yeah, right. The Dodgers they lost to the Astros and they I do want to say they lost to another team. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay, that's an interesting one. But yeah, yeah. that's Har- that's hard. harder. The harder than you think, though, right? That, that that's one of those like recency ones where it's like it's so recent that like you you blank on it. Right. Like, that's a, that is a tough one. I would, yeah. Yeah. So that sure. was that was what I fucked up. But okay. Yeah. So so for yeah, go ahead. Real real quick for Tommy. Yeah, like his his like his thing is all crazy because like obviously he was a long time uh, Indian. Um, I think people remember his his stint with the uh, the Phillies and then with the White Sox, uh, and he he was on the Dodgers for a second, um, and then I remember he w- he was on the Twins for a full year, uh, and then it gets wacko. Like he 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 started with the he remained on the Twins the next year, and then I think must have gotten traded back to Cleveland, um, and then the next year he ended up back on Philadelphia. And then he ended up with the Orioles, and it's just like, okay, at this point, like we've lost track of Jim Tomey. Uh, it's time to, yeah, like, you know, hang it up. I'm surprised he didn't choose to just finish his career with Cleveland. Right. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, and so that's another thing you know you'll see is like guys who go back. You know, this is, we were going to maybe do that for an, another episode as well. Guys who go back to their original team. Um, and there's some surprising ones. I had forgotten that Ken Griffey Jr. went back to the Mariners. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He uh, fell asleep in the clubhouse during a game. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is a really surprising one, Jeremy. I didn't know that. And, yeah, he still hit two fifty seven with the Orioles and with three home runs in, in 101 at-bats, I guess. But, yeah, mm-hmm. Jim, Jim Tomey was always, was always one of my favorite players when I was a, a little kid growing up. Um, yeah, yeah. All right, so my next one, Jeremy. And, yeah, we'll, we'll do this thing where we have to try to guess – yeah, uh, where the guy finished up, uh, Yvonne Rodriguez. Can you guess where he finished up? Ooh, I know he was on the Mar- the Marlins at the end of his career, but um, I actually would have guessed that he went back to the tight uh, the the uh, um, the the Rangers. But uh, where was it, Jack? It was the Washington Nationals. Oh God, I do remember that. Yeah, 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 vaguely. Like, but that's a that's a bizarre one. Yeah, for so, sure. So yeah, he actually he actually played two seasons with them to end his career. But it was okay. so good, it was so good that I had to put it in there because I <laughs> no, I would have sure. again I if you would have held a gun to my head I never that would have been the thirtieth team I guess that he finished his <laughs> career with. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's a bizarre one. Yeah, I kind of remember that, and it it was just it didn't it you know it doesn't seem right like. You see Ivan Rodriguez in a Nationals uniform. It's like it that doesn't seem right. He's no. he's, a, he's a Ranger. Yes, yes, he is, and and a steroid years or two. I, I'm I'm right. I feel uneasy. Hall of Famer. Yeah, and a Hall of Famer. I was just <laughs> going to say I feel uneasy about him being in the Hall of Fame just because yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely a steroid guy. That's uh, yeah. That's kind of when that's when things turn the corner with the Hall of Fame when they you know him and Bagwell and 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, who's your, here's your next guy. Okay. I got one. Uh, so Jack, do you have any idea where Jim Edmonds ended his career? Oh God. Um, I'm just going to say the Brewers. Right. Yeah. You would think so. I think he went to the Brewers after the Cubs, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently he went to the Cincinnati Reds and ended his career with the Reds. Oh, I got to look this up here. Um, yeah. He couldn't have played with them for long. Um, he played, uh, nope, 13 games. And oh that was God. like, he actually was on uh, the, the Brewers and went to the uh, Reds. So, wow. Um, yeah, I think, the you know, these are kind of hard to like kind of get into because like when a guy splits his team, uh, his year with two different teams, I think that they do it in chronological order. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I think like, um, let's see how he got to the uh, Reds. Um, he was traded for Chris Dickerson. Oh wow! That's that's not Corey Dickerson. Chris Dick. I remember Chris Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely surprised. Like, okay, yeah, it it surprised me. I guess technically, see, this is one of those things. He he signed for like a day. With the Cardinals, uh, he actually signed for two weeks with the Cardinals and then retired. I guess, I, but that must have been some sort of like you know symbolic thing. Oh yeah, uh, Jim Edmonds has had an interesting off the uh, field life too. I don't know if you <laughs> I don't know if you read about any of the drama he was involved with. He had COVID. I know that. Oh, did he really? He did. He was early on. I remember he like um, he spoke out about having COVID. He's like, guys, it's for real. Like, <laughs> 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 I think that, you know. It, God, God willing, we are like kind of, you know, coming out of the other end of this COVID thing. Uh, but um, I think one thing we'll look back on in 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 like later years is um, athletes who had to like be like, guys, I had it and this thing is for real. It's like, all right, great. Like, I need Jim Edmonds to convince me that COVID like God, God bless God help the people who who needed Jim Edmonds to convince them that COVID is real and not like Dr. Fauci? But but anyway, I digress. But uh, yeah, thanks for speaking out, Jim Edmonds. At least yeah, I, that, that that is the thing, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> athletes who spoke out, you know, against COVID. Tommy Hadovy had COVID. Yeah. Um, gave Freddie a very, Freeman. Yeah, Freddie Freeman had it. Um, yeah. And, and like yeah, Freddie Freeman when he got it, like the players were like, "Ooh, this is real." Right, right. Yeah, it's that's gonna be a thing. Like guys. I'm telling you, you got to take it for, for real, man. You got to take this seriously because it knocked me on my ass, and I'm a healthy guy. It's like, all right, all right, we get it, we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Jim Edmonds, Cincinnati Reds. Never would have never guessed it. All right, Jeremy, yeah. you might know this one. Where did Roberto Alomar play his last game? Uh, I think he ended up on the White Sox. Is yes, he right? did. He did end okay. up on the White Sox. That's a good call, and I figured you might know it, you know, being a Chicago guy. But, uh, yeah, I, Roberto Alomar ended his career with the Chicago White Sox, which is just so bizarre to me. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't, like, have fond memories of him as a White Sox, uh, but I think that's just something that I happen to know, and I, I think I totally missed it, so, like, for, for what it's worth. But, um, but yeah, that's that's a bizarre one. That's just – I can't picture him on the White Sox. And, like, man, it's kind of sad because you know there were some guys who were, like, excited. It's like, all right, we got, we got <laughs> Robbie Alomar, and it's like – Oh wait, no, it's actually 2004 and he's not good anymore. No, he, that was a strange year for him. He uh he played on the Diamondbacks and the White Sox in 2004, which is a uh, a very strange. I, I don't think I I can even imagine Roberto Alomar in a uh, a Diamondbacks jersey. So that's a that's a weird one. But yeah, good player Hall of Famer, ended his career with the Sox. And again, Ken Griffey Jr. 
Jeremy also played like three months with the White Sox as well. Yeah, yeah, right. That to, that's actually surprising that it was only three months with the with the White Sox. But um, yeah, yeah, not good, not good. Oh, who you got next, Jeremy? Um, actually, and looking at Roberto Alomar, he actually signed with the the Devil Rays in the off season twenty oh five, and he retired March nineteenth. Uh, almost, uh, you know. Uh, well, whatever he he retired uh, with the Devil Rays, so that's a case in point of like a guy who tried to like stick around one more year, and the the, the Rays cut him. So it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, he was he was desperate enough that he was willing to play for the Rays. Yeah, totally. Um, well, Jack, I got one. I feel like we. Uh, well, I'll say this for you know we're on the subject of White Sox, but Frank Thomas is one. Okay. I don't know if this one is so bizarre, but uh, do you remember who Frank Thomas ended with? Yeah, I was looking at him, Jeremy. I didn't choose yeah. him, but I think it was Oakland. Was it Oakland? It, it was Oakland. Okay. Yeah. And like, um, you know, I think I, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe people might might remember that, but like, it's just bizarre to like picture. Um, I mean, so Frank Thomas actually. So well, actually, this is what's weird about it. Okay, so he went to Oakland right after the White Sox, the, the year after, and played a year with them. Then he went to Toronto. I feel like people remember that, but the, he went back to Oakland. That's the part that, that like, is crazy. So he was like a two-time Oakland A at the end of his career. <laughs> just, that's crazy. Now, that that is crazy. So that's why he made my list. Yes, it but, is. Um, um, and, Jeremy, I got, I got a couple guys who finished their career with Oakland. It's okay. a, it's almost kind of a trend. It seems like one of the things that Billy Bean does, in addition to, like, getting guys who uh, walk a lot, is yeah. he just gets gets players towards the end of their career to see if he can squeeze one more year out of them? Yeah, and for sure. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have another one too. Who I think we talked about maybe not so long ago on the podcast, but but yeah, the Frank Thomas one is weird. Hall of Famer, um, you know, ended up uh, on that uh, on the on the Oakland days. So there you go. Well, Jeremy David Wells, can you guess where David Wells ended Ooh. his career? No, I do, no yep. don't know. L.A. Dodgers. Ugh, that doesn't that doesn't look right at all. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean D- David Wells. When I think of him, I think of him on the Yankees. But yeah. uh, at least the Blue Jays. At least yeah. or or the Blue Jays. The Yankees or the Blue Jays. That's where he started his career, and he pitched a couple years there in the yeah. middle. I think he almost won. He almost won a couple Cy Youngs for them. But uh, yeah, three time All Star, pitched forever. He pitched wow. for twenty years. Ended his career with the Dodgers. Yeah, you look at the end of his career, and it's it's also goofy. Like, so I remember the cup of coffee he was, or like the one season I guess that he was with the White Sox. Uh, I do remember that because I remember he pitched in like a, a crosstown, like an interleague game against the Cubs. Uh, but uh, but yeah, he bounced around to some weird teams. He went back to the Yankees, the Padres, the Red Sox, back to the Padres, and then the the Dodgers. Yeah, that's um, that's that's. That's goofy, man. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was David Wells, and he had, wow, David Wells in two thousand seven. He actually started twenty nine games. I, I would have never, I would have yeah. never thought that that he was still pitching that much in in two thousand seven. His ERA was five forty three, so he was finished. And he was forty four years old. Yeah, he start, started twenty nine games as a forty four year old. Oh God, we we talked about like Lance Lynn being like a mess. Like I could only imagine what. 44 year old david wells (laughs) like sweating to death in the san diego sun uh or the la sun um both it's like he's like hey man just trade me to a cold weather team like (laughs) i can't take this anymore um but uh yeah that's uh that's 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 wild that's a good one nice yeah another idea for an episode jeremy uh guys who like over 40 seasons you know yeah sure yeah i thought you were gonna say like 
uh, overweight guys who pitched in hot climates. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, so we talked about this one recently, Jack, but, uh, do you remember where Adam Dunn ended his career? Hmm. Um, God, if it wasn't, oh yeah, Oakland, he ended it in Oakland too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was Oakland. Um, so yeah, we, we talked about that cause he, um, the whole thing was like, he had never made the, uh, a, a playoff. Uh, he never made the playoffs in his career, mostly with the reds a little bit with the white Sox and the nationals, but he, he did get traded to, um, Oakland, uh, in the 2014 season and was not like in the lineup. Um, he did not get they Oakland made the playoff the the a one game playoff uh, that year. John Lester actually started that game, um, and like uh, Adam Dunn didn't start, and he was like he never got into that game, so he never ended up appearing uh, in a um, in a game uh, in in a playoff game anyway. Um, Jack, <laughs> the White Sox acquired. Uh, you'd think I was like I'm like mm, I wonder who the White Sox got for for Adam Dunn. Uh, they apparently they got uh, Cash and a guy named Nolan Sandburn. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess they didn't really get anything for, for Adam Dunn at that point. But, Nolan, uh, yeah, Nolan Sandburn. Uh, yeah, Cash. You know, maybe if it was Kevin Cash or something. Right. Yeah. Sure. As the manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did did not know that. Um, Jeremy. Vla- yeah, you're probably gonna know this one, but Vladimir Guerrero. Um, I looked up Vlad Guerrero okay. actually, so yeah, I, I I know what team he ended up with. Yeah, yeah, so he ended up with Baltimore. Um, he actually had a pretty solid season with them for his last year. Um, I almost wonder if he could have played a couple more years. Um, yeah. I have to look how old he was. That, but he, that's he, one that's one Jack that like it's like I kind of remember. I know that. I mean, I it was weird enough to see him as a California Angel um, or an LA Angel, whatever. Um, I kind of I thought that he was actually on Baltimore longer than that. Yeah, yeah me too, year. Jeremy. Um, and he, uh, yeah, he, he had a really uh, pretty solid season. He hit, um, you know, he batted 562 times. Uh, he only only hit 13 home runs, but he hit 290. So the guy yeah. was still hitting 290 as a 36 year old. Um, the year before, he drove in 115 runs, hit 300 with 29 home runs. The guy could, the guy could still play. I bet he could have yeah. played two or three more years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think he had any like lingering issues or anything. I think like, and he was strictly like a DH. I think at that at that point mm-hmm. in his career, and so maybe that was it. But um, but yeah, yeah, that is surprising. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay, who you got next? Uh, let's see. Um, all right, Jack. Uh, do you remember where Adrian Gonzalez ended his career? Uh, the Mets. It was the Mets, yeah. Yeah, we saw him. We saw him play in, in that game in Milwaukee. He he started at first oh, base. Oh, did he? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It was it was pathetic. It was sad to, to see him. <laughs> he was he was done. He had nothing left. But yeah, yeah. he ended he ended his career with the Mets. And we, hell, we might have seen his last game. <laughs> we can only hope, Jack. Yeah. Um that's funny. Yeah. Uh yeah, I never liked uh I never I never liked Adrian Gonzalez. I don't know what it was, but uh I just remember in um I think 2016, maybe in the in the playoffs, um, he was uh, playing the Cubs and he was like, he was like crying about some like call and like he just sounded so whiny and I'm like I just wanted to be like shut up, Adrian Gonzalez, like, <laughs> but um, had a weird career. Like I feel like he didn't really. It took him a while f- to take off, but um, 
but yeah, uh, but yeah. So yeah, and I was going to say, Jeremy, uh, Jimmy Rollins would definitely be on this list if we weren't living in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. We we would have been aware that he was on the White Sox to end his career. Kind of kind of reminds me similar to Adrian Gonzalez, just a guy who was done. Jason Kendall, where do you think he ended his career? Well, I know he was on the um, the Cubs uh, at the end of his career. Uh, I mean, towards the end of his career, but um, I actually want to say, was it the Brewers? No, he was on the Brewers for a little, for a year or two, but it was not okay. the Brewers. Okay. Uh, it was the Kansas City Royals. Ooh, no. Yeah. Do not remember that. Would have had no idea. I, I would have thought it was the Brewers, too. I wouldn't yeah. have thought anybody else would have wanted to pick him up after, uh, you know, after his friggin' pathetic seasons with the Brewers where he, like, just could not hit a home run. You know, no, if you're no. a catcher, you got to be able to hit some home runs, and he you couldn't. Um, so. Yeah, he uh, 2010 with the Royals had over 400 at bats. He had zero home runs. The guy was just the guy was ridiculous. Um, you know, and for the Brewers, he had over a thousand, well over a thousand plate appearances. He had four home runs. The guy was like he was like Ozzie Smith behind the plate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Jack, I have memories of him being good on the Cubs. And you look at his numbers, and he hit he hit two seventy. So that was probably that was probably pretty decent uh, for a catcher. But one home run uh, yep. that whole time. So. Yep. And what's weird is he he could he could hit with a little pop early in his career. You know, yeah. he had he had three years of double digit home runs, but then he just stopped. He just lost the ability to do it. If only he would have put on batting gloves, maybe that would have been the difference. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah. No yeah, and gold, no Jeremy, the dude was pretty good. Like actually, his batting average. He hit 288 for his career. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. never really looked at Jason Kendall's stats, but yeah. I remember him being good when I was a kid. Uh, I didn't yeah. really realize how good, though. He was a really good hitting catcher. I mean, he hit he had uh, uh, three straight seasons of uh, batting over 300 while pretty much playing every day. Right, and then he also hit 300 in his rookie year, which he also made the All Star team too. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. You know, I have good. I have memories of him being good on the on the Pirates, but uh, it was a long time. Um, I, honestly, he had a good year with the Cubs. Like, it, I feel like the the numbers back up my memories. Um, <clears throat> but of course, you know that that team won zero games in the playoffs. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that's a good one for sure. Yeah, Jason Kendall. All right, who you got next? Um, all right, I got one here, Jack. Uh, so this was the guy who um was my like the guy who made me think of this idea i mm. guess uh john smoltz jack yeah um we were just talking about this one did he end his end his career with the cardinals he did he okay did. he he actually his last season so he played uh, he pitched i guess famously traded i think by the um the tigers to the uh the braves for doyle alexander if i remember correctly um which was like one of those like you know you know bat worst trades in history mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of things so he played for years and years with the um with the Braves from 1988 to 19 to 2008. So, okay, that's good. A good 20 years there. Um, actually that might even be 21, um, eh, 20 years. Uh, so his last year, he actually started the season with, uh, the Boston Red Sox, um, and then ended up on the Cardinals. He actually had a, uh, <laughs> he had an 8:33 ERA, uh, with the Boston Red Sox in eight starts. And then somehow, I'm gonna guess he was released by the by the Red Sox and, and picked up by the Cardinals and then gave put in a 4.26 ERA, which uh, isn't isn't great either, but better than uh, 8.68 or whatever. So, yeah, 
Yeah, he probably just should, shouldn't have been trying to pitch anymore. Although I will say in 2008, the year before, well, uh, he had a 257 ERA, but he only pitched 28 innings. But the year before that, in 2007, at age 40, with the Braves, he had a 311 ERA in 205 innings. So the dude, dude had he had some pretty good years post 40. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was uh, he was done by 2009. He should have just he should have retired. Yeah. Also, just a weird career too. Yeah, came like. Uh, starter became the close like a great closer uh and then went back to starting um and was good so um yeah the guy was just a good player i guess is what it boils down to but um but yeah uh that was the one that like <clears throat> this was actually for for the listeners this was like a an idea we came up with like i think like early on when we started this podcast and we just never got around to doing it, um, which was good that we, uh, maybe that means we're running out of ideas, Jack, but uh, um, yeah, we finally got around to doing it now. And uh, yeah, so Smoltz, that one's always been in my mind because of remembering it and then deciding to, to do this episode. So, well, we yeah. may be running out of ideas, Jeremy, but we'll be able to go to baseball games again soon. So that won't, yes. that won't matter. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. My next guy, you might know this one. I keep saying that for everyone. Mike Piazza. Um, Mike Piazza ended with, um, <clears throat> see, this is a guy I would have guessed that went back to the, uh, the Mets or the, or the Dodgers, but, uh, something tells me that he did. Oh wait, he was on the Oakland A's, wasn't he? Yeah, you got it. He was on yeah. the A's. Yeah. Cause I kind of put him in that same category with Frank Thomas where it's like, what are these guys doing? Like, yeah, yeah. And I, that's good. I forgot that you said that you had some guys on the Oakland A's, but yeah, that's, I mean, to picture Mike Piazza in in a you know in the yellow and green is just weird. Whereas you, you just want to you don't re- want to remember him like that. You want to remember him you know uh, getting a bat thrown at him by a, <laughs> by a roided out uh, Roger Clemens on the Met. You know when he was a Met. So yeah. I think the strangest part of Mike Piazza's career is that in two, in 1998 he played five games with the Marlins. Do you remember that, Jack? Yes, like, I do. I, I yeah. do. Yeah, I he was traded like a week later, I think. Yeah, he was because I, I don't remember the circumstances of why he like he got traded to the Marlins and then traded to someone else. It was very bizarre. Um, yeah. But he was like, yeah, I, I guess I'm a fish now. When they asked him why he was like what he felt about the trade. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was so bizarre. And that was the year the Marlins were really bad. I think. Like okay. uh, I think they won the World Series in '97, yeah. and then they tore it all down. '98, they were terrible. Let me see, let me just see what they were. They Why were would they fi- even like acquire him? That's fifty-four so, and one hundred and eight. Jesus Christ! So weird. Yeah, I actually I want to see what the transactions were for Piazza yeah, here. I'm looking it up now. Yeah. Uh, to the Marlins for with Todd Zeal. Got so that means that Todd Zeal was a Marlin also. Like that's crazy. Oh wow. Um, yeah, so he that was May 14th of 1998. Uh, May 14th, he was traded from the Dodgers to the Marlins for uh, all those guys. Oh, that's a, that's a laundry list of players. So him and yeah, him and Todd Zeal got traded to the Marlins. Marlins got back uh, Manuel Barrios, Bobby Bonilla, Jim Eisenreich, Charles Johnson, and Gary Sheffield. So they got a uh, they got a big freaking haul. Um, that's a weird trade. I it's like were they they must have been trying to dump some salary, but I, also, um, that might have been a three way trade, Jack, because I don't think Todd Zeal went to the Marlins. I because th- he was on like the 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 Mets like at, at the end of his career. Um, no, he was also this is yeah this is weird. I mean you know I guess if we had a producer uh, he could look this up while we um well while we, we recorded. 
yeah, well, we talked about the next guys, but that's um that's something to look into because that, that is a weird trade. Yeah, I guess I guess Todd Zeal did end up on the uh, the Marlins for a little bit, so that's weird. I don't remember Todd Zeal as a Marlin at all. Well, yeah, so Piazza, you know, whatever, played for the A's at the end of his career one year. Bizarre, most bizarre part, uh, played for the Marlins for five games. Actually, it'd be fun to go back and watch one of those Marlins games where Piazza was on the was on Florida, just kind of see what they were saying about him. Absurd. Um, yeah. All right, it's, Mike Piazza, other another steroid user, and uh, uh, to go along with Ron Rodriguez. It's weird. That, I'll just say this last observation about that trade. A majority of these these guys involved in this trade between the Marlins and the Dodgers somehow ended up on the Mets anyway. Gary Sheffield, uh, Bobby Bonilla, Todd Zeal, and and Mike Piazza. Very weird. Yes, it was. It was. It was weird indeed. Um, yeah. All right, Jeremy, who you got next? Um, which just cements my theory that we should call this like just weird teams <laughs> guys who ended on weird teams um jack do you have any idea where justin morneau ended his career um the rockies no That's no he I ended thought. his career on the white Sox. okay i don't remember that and that was in 2016 yep, i don't know I, what the hell was going on that at that point but i did not i i missed the justin morneau uh <laughs> era uh, with the White Sox. I remember that because I went to a game, a Mariners-White Sox game. I think it was in August of 2016 with my I dad. Feel like, yeah, I feel like we had to have seen him play with the with the White Sox. Yeah, together. we probably probably did. Um, yeah, I'm sure. And then, yeah, so me and my dad went to a game in like August of 2016, and Justin Morneau played in it, and uh, he might have played first base. I'm not sure. But he did hit – no, Abreu was probably at first, but he did hit a triple in that game. So I saw, wow. just, I saw Justin Morneau – Hit a triple. His last triple of his career, Jack. Oh, it probably. Oh, did he only have one that year? He only had one that year. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. I, I had no idea <laughs> I had seen Justin Morneau's last career triple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You should, man, you know what would be awesome? This would be great for the podcast. We should also try to do that. We should try to like go and we should like go to autograph signings or something for the podcast, as long as we don't have to pay for it. But like, how funny would that be if, if you like, you know, stood in a line? <laughs> To get Justin Morneau's autograph, and then you're like, uh, Justin, I just wanted to say I was at, I saw your last triple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would say like, Oh shit, I think my 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 uh, concussion is coming back. Uh, <laughs> I, I have to leave. Sorry guys. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Or you know, tell Nick Swisher I saw him, I saw you homer from both sides. I, we saw his last career home runs. I think Nick Swisher yeah. did. So. Yeah, we got it. We got to get better uh, as far as the guys we're seeing the last things of, you know. Yeah, I suppose so. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I totally forgot the Justin Morneau, uh, you know, era as a White Sox. So sure. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, cool, Jeremy. I learned something new about my baseball fandom there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Nomar Garcia Parra. Where do you think he ended up? Um. Another guy who I would have guessed went back to the Red Sox, but, um, oh God, I mean not the Dodgers, right? No, no, tell me, Oakland. Oh, yeah, it's another guy in Oakland. Like I said, there's definitely a pattern. You you laid it out there, Jack, and I didn't take the bait, but like, yeah, for sure. I mean, no, I don't remember that at all, and I can't even picture him again in that. There's something about like 
we talked about this with um I think the 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 Marlins and and Charlie Huff uh, like who looked like, you know, 80 years old, like legit 80 years old as a, as a player. Um, something about something sad about him looking at him like in like that goofy turquoise uh, color as like a fucking like he was legitimately like 42 years old or something, if not older as a Marlin. And there's just something like demeaning about seeing like an old guy with a great career in like a goofy uniform. And like, um, you know, Wade Boggs would be another one that comes to mind. But like no more Garcia Parra. Uh, in a Oakland A's uniform, I can't picture it. Just seems weird to me. It does. Um, yeah, there, there he was at the end of his career. That last year with Oakland, his age 35 season, played 65 games, three home runs, hit 281. Um, so pretty, pretty pedestrian stats for him. Yeah. Garcia Parr hit 313 for his career too. You know, if he would have been healthy, he would have probably been a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah. All right, Jeremy, who do you got next? Nothing. No good memories of him as a Cub. I'll say. Just, uh... <laughs> Um, let's see, who do I have next? Um, this one is like, this one's almost like a trick question, Jack, but, um, do you know who, um, what uniform Jose Batista was wearing in his last major league appearance? The New York Mets. Was it the Mets? Was it the Braves? Was it the Braves? Nope. But I think he was on all those teams within like a week of each. Yeah. I mean, do you remember, like, at least you probably remember, like, the end of his career. He, like, bounced around to three teams, like, within, like, a month or something. Yeah, because we saw him, I think, play with uh, the Mets, maybe. Was it the uh, Mets or the Braves, I want to say? Maybe I... You saw him with the Braves, and then, then, like, a week later, you saw him (laughs) with the Mets. Right. That must have been us. Yeah, we saw them with the Mets. Okay. And then he ended up playing 27 games with the Phillies after that. Oh, God. So he played 122 games in 2018. Yeah. 12 were with the Braves. And like, yeah, I think he hit a homer that game. And I was like, I was like, oh man, maybe I'll see Jose Batista's last home run. And then he kept signing with these other teams. I'm like, no, damn it. I wanted to see his last home run. Um, and then, yeah, so 83 with the Mets and uh, 27 with the Phillies. So what a, what a weird ride. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised he played that much with the Mets. Very strange. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't have, I don't remember that like being, being that significant, but, uh, but yeah, he was, he ended his career as a Philly Jack. Yeah. That's, that's very weird. I almost, I, what, what were his stats for the Phillies? Um, looks like he hit uh 244 with two homers, six RBIs, uh, 27 games, um, 45 at bats. So Oof, yeah. he was starting too many of those games. Pretty- um, yeah, pretty uh, pretty ugly uh, for ending for Jose Bautista there. Um, yeah. Chuck Knobloch, Jeremy, who, who do you think he ended on? Um, was he a, one of these White Sox guys? No, he was not. Yeah, I have no clue. No clue. Kansas City Royals. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chuck Knobloch on the Kansas City Royals. I mean, I definitely think of him as a twin. He's yeah. at least a Yankee, yeah. but Kansas City Royals, that one is bizarre. So, yeah, we have multiple multiple Orioles players. Multiple Royals players. Yeah, this yeah this is a good one because yeah like yeah every yeah just sp- spent split his career between the Twins and the Yankees and then just like that one goofball year with the uh, oh but so is that so when is that when he like lost is that when he got the yips I want to say he in... got that with the Yankees okay yeah yeah and because it, it was a big story too so it figures like you know as the New York media but okay. uh, yeah he he was uh, that that one year with the Royals he had two ten. In 300 official at bats, I'm surprised he played that much for the Royals. They they probably signed him to be like their starting second baseman, and he just sucked, and they cut him. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah. His, oh, actually, his last game was September 27th, so he would have been on the team all year. I guess maybe he was just a backup. But, maybe uh, he was yeah. out of – he, he probably didn't start the year. Like, in a, you know, he was still probably in whatever – sports psychology or something <laughs> then try to give it a give it a shot but uh, right yeah um all right jeremy who do you got I, I got one guy left on my list okay i got two so okay perfect we'll yeah just we'll just yeah uh who, who do you got next um jack do you remember who what team hanley ramirez ended on oh boy was it the oh yeah you know what jeremy he played like was it the indians or something it was the indians jesus yeah. christ yeah what he played about five games with them uh 16 jack 16 okay and that was yeah. recently. That was like 2019, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was. I I put I only put him on this list because I don't think he's coming back to baseball. Right. Um. For for the uh, off the field things that he was involved with, uh, but um. But yeah, I mean 29. I I don't remember that. That's uh, that's a memory that could not have survived the, uh, you know, the pandemic. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, that was that was in the back of my mind. I some somehow I knew that. Uh. Okay. My last one, Jeremy. Greg Vaughn. Oh man. Um So in my mind he was um he was a Met, he was an Angel uh the Padres, I don't know. The Rockies. Oh man, yeah, do yeah. not remember that. No. One ended his career with the Rockies. Or- Actually, yeah. shit. You know what? I'm thinking of Mo Vaughn, but that still wouldn't have mattered. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh so yeah, Greg Vaughn played the 2003 season. With the Colorado Rockies, it was his last year. Um, he, only, he only played in 22 games, so he, you know, he didn't last long with them. But uh, yeah, he hit 189 with three home runs for the Rockies before they. I don't know what happened. Maybe they released him. But uh, yeah, Greg Vaughn, Rockies, not who I'd think of. I definitely think of the Brewers. Uh, he he had some good years for the Padres. He had 50 home runs one year for the Padres. But uh, yeah, nice. ended his career with the Rockies. All right. Um, well, to end this segment, Jack. Uh, Miguel Tejada. Any idea where he ended his career? Oh man, he see he seems like one of those guys who went back right uh, to like That's Oakland. What I would have guessed. Yeah. Um, but I would guess he ended it with Baltimore. Um, incorrect. He ended his career, uh, much like Chuck Knobloch with the Kansas City Royals. Oh Jack. God, really? Yeah, yeah. He might have. I think I actually do think he signed. I think he did that. That you know the symbolic retired as an Oakland A. Uh, let me look at his transactions. Um, wow, no, not even. He actually um, was with the Marlins uh, in 2014, um, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, no, the uh, Kansas City Royals, he signed uh, in the offseason. And uh, let's see, he appeared in uh, 53 games. He was out of baseball in 2012. Um, but, yeah, like it, it, it gets weird here for Tejada. Um Oakland, Baltimore, Houston for two years. I, I remember that. Then back to Baltimore. Then to San Diego for 59 games. Then the Giants for 91, which I kind of remember. Uh, but And he, he didn't play 2012. And then 2013, 53 games with the Royals. Hit hit 288. Yeah. I mean, he's probably still using steroids. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. You, you think in that, that one year that he wasn't playing that he didn't get back into it a little yeah, bit? You know? right, right. My, yeah, right, right. Man, he grounded into a ton of double plays. Holy shit. He uh yes. he led he led the league in grounding in a double place five times. Yeah, I, I, think, I feel like that. I remember that that yeah. I mean you know you take those injections in your ass and you you're, you know your <laughs> butt cheeks get sore and you you run slower. So. Yeah, I mean he's he's listed as five nine two twenty. That's a that's a that's a <laughs> solid that's a solid guy right there. You know. That's like, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean uh, 
I might see five nine two twenty one day, and that's uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be because I'm juicing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, um, but yeah, that's a that's a that's an odd one. And yeah, Miguel Tejada. I mean, I know he bounced around, but like the Royals was that one surprised me. Yeah, so. that's a little that's a little beyond the pale. All right. Yeah. Um, there you go. I, yeah, there I mean, you Jack, go. I, you know, there. I actually there's there's still like plenty more, but like I don't. I'm almost thinking like we could do a, a you know a, a part two of this. Episode yeah, we could. It was fu- it was fun to guess. Uh, to guess, you know, which teams the guys were on. Um, from the most yeah. part, we got them wrong. So yes. yeah, that was a, that was a good one, Jeremy. Yeah, it actually felt good when we did remember it. Like the the Piazza, I feel good about that Piazza one for sure. I pulled yeah. that one out at the last second. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that uh, Hanley Ramirez one. Um, Definitely, that's you a know, good one. Yeah. At least someone in the world has to feel good about his stint with the Indians because I I'm sure the player probably doesn't. Um, that's a weird one. He like he didn't even get traded mid season or anything. He actually like started the season with you know his first game of the season was with the uh, the Indians. That's a weird one. Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, okay, well, I think, yeah, it was a rousing success, Jeremy. This was a cool episode. We'll definitely do a part two uh, part two sometime. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be really, really close to the start of the season the next time we record. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I think um, you can you can kind of look out for – we're going to try to hit you, like, with the eve of uh, opening day uh, with just a little check-in or something like that at least. Um uh, because uh, yeah, baseball season start next starts uh, next week, Jack. All right, I'm excited. Uh, and for today's episode, I'm Jack Sukowski, and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time.